Hey everybody, it's Lee from the Story Pirates Podcast. Today's episode is part two of our season four premiere and it is very exciting. We have a blue moon, birds that peck people's heads, a huge ocean trench, eternally clogged toilets, and Rachel and Eric's race to the treasure. All that and more coming up in a minute, right after this quick word for the grown-ups. Hey, grown-ups! If you live in the Midwest United States, you can bring your kids to see Story Pirates live on the Amazing Adventure Tour, proudly sponsored by Carnegie Hall Kids. You can find tickets at storypirates.com live. Shows feature Eric from the Story Pirates podcast and Peter hosting in Wisconsin and Illinois. The Amazing Adventure Tour is headed to these cities in May. Iowa City, Iowa, St. Paul, Minnesota, Akron, Ohio, Plainfield, Indiana, Milwaukee and Madison, Wisconsin, featuring Peter, Skokie and Joliet, Illinois, also featuring Peter. We really would love to see you there. That ticket link again is storypirates.com slash live. Now back to the show. Hey, grown-ups! If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from Episode 7 this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met, and as you heard, a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream, and in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grown-ups and probably older kids. Grown-ups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. Ah, wow. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. Previously on the Story Pirates podcast. How about you get into your submarine and you and I have a little race? First one to the edge of that trench up ahead gets dibs on the treasure. Fine, you're on! Whoa, Rachel, you have to slow down! This ship isn't meant to go this fast! Must get to trench! Must trench! Trench time! Now! Rachel, you always do this! This is exactly like when you made us all take part in a hot air balloon race! Wait, wait, did I dream that? No, that actually happened! Or when you made us all put on wigs and dance around a pile of snails shouting, Snail it up! Wait, did I dream that? Uh, yes! Oh man, it felt so real! Quiet, you two! I'm focusing on racing! Ooh, that treasure's so close I can practically taste it! And it tastes like treasure. Salty, sweet, not edible. Rachel, listen to me. No treasure is worth putting everyone at risk. Don't you see? If I find the treasure on this map, it'll finally put me on the map. On the treasure map? No, Peter. It's an expression. A turn of phrase. You know, like two wrongs don't make a right or snail it up. Wait a second! If we're going to beat Eric to that trench, we've got to go faster. Time for hyper, hyper speed. Oh 
no, 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 no. Nimini, what do you mean, oh no? I put hyper, hyper speed on the controls as a joke. You know, to bring a little humor to the navigation system. The ship can't actually go that fast. Why? Because it'll crash. <laughs> Smell it up. than what's going on right now with Rachel. It was partially inspired by the idiom once every blue moon. Here's the author to introduce it. Hi, my name is Monorel. I'm six and I live in Minnesota. This is my story, Blue Night. Everybody, the blue moon's here.
Well, that was great, except it doesn't change the fact that we are dangerously speeding through the ocean! We're almost there! Rachel, you're steering us too close to the floor! We're gonna crash before we even reach the trench! Just a little further! No! We crashed right into the ocean floor! Here, let me try to get us out. We're stuck in the sand! Is everyone okay? Yeah, I'm not okay! Now Eric will win the race and be the first to the treasure and my dad will be proud of him instead of me! What? Rachel, that makes no sense. Is that what this is about? Your treasure hunting dad being proud of you? Well, yeah. I, I mean, among other things. What other things? Isn't it obvious? I'm a nothing. A no one. There's a whole planet full of people that look identical to me, that have my name and my face and my weird mole. I'm not unique or interesting or different. I'm just, I'm just one of a million identical individuals all living on a planet in perfect peace and harmony. I'm not special at all. Rachel, Everything you just said makes you incredibly interesting. Plus, we don't know those other Rachels. So to us, you are the only you. Oh, well, it's too late for life lessons. Look at Eric's submarine zipping towards the mouth of that trench so he can declare his victory against me. I can't even bear to look. I'm turning away. <gasps> Wait a second. He just stopped. What? Look, his submarine stopped up ahead and it's... Turning around. Turning around? And now it's headed back towards us. Back towards us? A giant lasso is shooting out of his submarine. A giant lasso? And the lasso is wrapping around our ship so he can pull us to safety. Pull us to safety? Rachel, why don't you just turn around and look out the window yourself so we don't have to keep narrating everything that happens? Ugh, fine. Whoa! He turned around and lassoed our ship so he can pull us to safety. Yeah, right, we just said that. Look, he's doing it! He's pulling us out! Oh, you can do it, Eric! We're out of the sand! Command story parts! Do you read? We, we read! read. I like movies too. Uh aren't you gonna invite me in? Opening the garage! Oh, I'm back. That was quite a little pickle you got yourselves in. Glad I could help out. Well, aren't you going to gloat? The treasure is yours. You won fair and square. Gloat? No way. Not my style. And what is your style? Two words. Cozy pants. But that's besides the point. The point is, I'm not going to win the race because I never wanted to win the race to begin with. I want to work together. I'd like to move onto your ship. <gasps> Wait a second. Am I the only one who gasped? We'll be right back. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is brought to you by Paramount Pictures' new big-screen family comedy adventure, If. Set within the magical world of imaginary friends, If's fantastically fun original story entertains audiences of all ages and delivers a comedy packed with lots of laughs and heart. If is in theaters May 17th. Personally, I'm looking forward to seeing If because of all the weird, wild, and funny characters. I saw the trailer, and there's this weird banana-looking character that you can only see in the trailer for like a second, but I'm obsessed. What's that guy's deal? I cannot wait to find out. 
Plus, if you know me, you know I like a stacked cast, and this one has got it all. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., and Steve Carell. Uh, A-list much? Not to mention that If also has my personal favorite actor of all time. That's right, Jon Stewart. I am excited to see this movie, not least of all, because I'd like to see and or hear Jon Stewart on the big screen. From visionary director John Krasinski, If is about a girl who discovers that she can see everyone's imaginary friends. It's the perfect movie to see with the whole family and takes audiences on a magical big screen adventure filled with heart and hilarious laughs that are meant to be shared. Best of all, If celebrates the power of a child's imagination, which, you know, sounds pretty good to me. See If in theaters May 17th. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by Carnegie Hall Kids. Carnegie Hall Kids is a free website for children ages 5 through 12 to learn about music through fun games and quizzes, igniting imagination in children, offering activities that encourage musical curiosity, and developing knowledge of musical concepts. To find all of the fun, child-friendly games and quizzes, just go to, uh... Just go to... Jeez, I can't remember. Hey, Peter! Hey, Lee! Peter, do you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids? I sure do. Practice, practice, practice. No, no, no. That's the old joke about Carnegie Hall. I'm wondering if you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids. Kids can practice, too, Lee. Jeez. I know kids can practice. I'm just wondering how to find Carnegie Hall, kids. It's on 7th Ave between 56th and 57th Street. No, Peter, not the physical Carnegie Hall. I'm talking about the website Carnegie Hall Kids, where kids can check out fun musical games and quizzes. I'm not sure I follow. Well, there's one quiz called Animal or Instrument. Ooh, good question. I think you either sound like a crow or a trumpet. No, not me. Animal or Instrument is a quiz that asks kids to listen to sounds and then guess how they're made. Sounds okay. I'd rather learn about different musical traditions from different cultures, though. You can do that at Carnegie Hall Kids, too. I just need to know how to get there. You're going to want to take the NQ or R train to 57th Street. You can't miss it. It's a website! I can make an elephant sound! (sighs) Very good, Peter. (laughs) Thank you. Start your child's musical journey today at kids.carnegiehall.org. Hey, you figured it out! That's kids.carnegiehall.org. I want to work together. I'd like to move onto your ship. (gasps) Wait a second. Am I the only one who gasped? Wait, that felt awful. Why didn't anyone else gasp? Probably because the idea of working together didn't seem shocking to anyone else. Okay, harsh truth. I love it. Go on. It's true that I'm looking for the treasure, but it's also true that I don't exactly know where it is. Same. Because Because I I only only have half the map. map. What? You have the other other half half of the map? map? Yes, I have the other half of the map. What a twist. Wait a second. Where did you find your half? In the pocket of a pair of surfboarding shorts. Yellow with little flowers on them? Those are the ones. Wait, where did you find your half of the map? I didn't find it. It was passed down to me by my Nana. Because she made the map. 
Okay, great. Now I'm the only one who didn't gasp. <laughs> Fantastic. You know, I think it's because I haven't been around you all in a little while and so I'm sort of like off my gasp game, which, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get better at it because, you know, I was always really good at gasping. Like I was a pretty good gasper. Anyway, <clears throat> wait. So your Nana made this map? That's right. So she knows where the treasure is. Well, that's the thing. The map doesn't lead to treasure. It doesn't? Here, put my half together with yours and you'll see. Okay, let's see. Map to the treasure of the lost city of Nether Nebosia? You're telling me this map actually leads to an entire lost underwater city? Yep, all my life. My Nana would tell me stories about the lost city of Nether Nebosia. Nana! Nana, tell me a story. You aren't the one about the goose. No. The one about the potato. <laughs> no, you know the one. Oh, I see. You aren't the one about the goose potato. <laughs> no, Nana. I want the one about the lost city. Of course. The lost city of Nevernabosia. I found it when I was just a little girl. I was out for a dive when I saw something shimmering in the distance. I dove deeper to get a closer look. She would tell me all these amazing stories about her adventures in Nether Nebosia. All the incredible, magical things she saw there. The creatures she met. The secrets she uncovered. She would visit every summer until one day she dove down and it wasn't there. For years she searched but to no avail. And worse... The longer she searched, the less she remembered. I guess memory is funny that way. So one day she sat down and she drew this map using everything she could recall. At some point the map got torn. I don't know how or why. All I know is that I found one half in my Nana's attic three years ago and you found the other half in some of her old shorts. You're trying to finish your grandmother's story. That's right. But I've been traveling alone for so long, and I haven't gotten any closer to the treasure. I could really use the help. And the friendship. And the higher ceilings. And the better lighting. And the... Whoa! Is that a chocolate fountain, but instead of chocolate, it has chili in it? <laughs> yes, it is. Well, I want that too, then. Well, I, for one, would love to help you. Me too. Me three. Me four. And me. And me. And me. I am also here. Oh, I see how it is. You wouldn't help me find the treasure, but you help him, a guy you just met. Uh, you see how this is extremely different, right? We're the story pirates. He's trying to finish a story, complete a journey, find peace for his Nana. You're just trying to, what, get rich? And powerful. Okay, yeah, now I'm seeing how it's actually quite different. I also make a mean carrot cake. <gasps> I love carrot cake. So do I. Fine. Eric, my former enemy, I would be honored to find the lost city of Nether Nebosia together as a team. Woohoo! Yay! All right, let's put our pieces of the map together and see what we do next. Whoa. Looks like our very next move is to make our way over this big, scary trench. Jake's trench, it says. Ah, yes, of course. Mariana's cousin. But wait. My Nana's handwriting is a little hard to read. This doesn't say we go over the trench. It doesn't? No. We have to go down into it. 
in, into the scary trench. What an adventure that'll be! Rachel, why do you suddenly look so pale? And why are you staring really intensely into the middle distance? And why are you silently mouthing the word no over and over? You know how I used to be afraid of heights? There was a whole thing. Not me, I, I'm new. Well, I'm still afraid of depths. Like, very afraid. Don't worry, Rachel. We'll help you get over this fear, too. How will you do that? Well, maybe while we dive down into the trench, we can distract you by doing another story. Yeah! Okay, listeners, have you ever felt unlucky? Like, no matter what you do, things just won't turn your way? If so, you might relate to the main character in this next story. And here to introduce it is the author. Hi, my name is Mia. I'm 10 years old and I'm from Massachusetts. This is my story, The Unlucky Man. Some people are lucky, but this guy's not. He's Dave, The Unlucky Man. Hi, I'm Dave. Oh, 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 oh shoot. Oh, I'm so sorry. Did I break the microphone? Oh. That is my bad. Uh. He's Dave the Unlucky Man! Hello! Welcome to Ralph's Rest Stop, the only rest stop for the next 400 miles. Boy, am I glad to see you. Could I use your restroom, please? Oh, well, of course you could. Oh, thank goodness. If it weren't permanently clogged. Permanently? <laughs> oh, Dave, what an unlucky man. Oh, excuse me, sir? Oh, oh, hello. I didn't see you there. Well, I'm sorry, but I couldn't help but notice you nervously trying to cross this deserted desert road. Ah, uh, yes. You see, whenever I try to cross the street, I always somehow manage to get splashed by a passing car. Well, I don't think you have to worry about that here. <laughs> You're right, of course. I don't see a car for miles, and there certainly aren't any... Puddles? Oh, man, what an unlucky Dave! Hello, and welcome to my fancy bookshop. Wow, you certainly have a lot of books in here. Yes, and they're all very rare and expensive. I'll be sure to be careful. I'll just take a look at this one book here at the end of this very long single shelf. Oh, what? No! My books! The shelves! They're toppling over like dominoes! Somehow every shelf, even shelves, not anywhere near the other shelves! How? Oh no! Now my lamp has caught fire and it's spreading. Come to my books! My books are the blaze! I have never seen a fire spread so quickly. Oh, thank goodness the sprinklers. They're putting out the fire, but somehow making it worse. Oh, it's too late! My books! My beautiful books are nothing but watery ash. Complete destruction! Complete devastation! I'm ruined! I'm ruined! Why? <laughs> And how much for this one? Get out. He's Dave, the unlucky man. Oh, finally, I'm home. The one place where things aren't quite so unlucky, especially up here in my attic. What was I doing up here anyway? Oh, right. I was just going to store my summer clothes for the season and then head on down with my fall sweaters. All right, time to head back down to... Great. Looks like I've locked myself in my attic. Again. I guess there's nothing to do but sit down on this old dusty trunk and wait for someone to- oh, 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 Just my luck! When will my fortune change? If only someone would give me a sign! <gasps> hey, what's this? 
An old map? This is it! The sign I was looking for! I'm going to follow this map! Just as soon as this attic door that's holding all of my weight decides that it wants to open up for- Oh! Look! Oh! Ow! Well, uh, time to start my quest for luck! So Dave went on a quest to find some luck and that's Exactly what he did not find in that dark cave filled with bats. So Dave waded through a muddy swamp and crossed a great green meadow. And the number of snake bites he received was quite a bit more than zero. So many snakes, Stop it! Then birds started pegging his head, yeah. Birds started pegging his head. I think we get it. Okay, they're done. Yeah. <sighs> okay, okay. Uh, I've reached the end of the map, uh, but but I don't see anything here. Hello, Dave. Duh! So you've come to find some luck, eh? Yeah. How'd you know that? Lucky guess, I guess. But it but it seems like before you, you are two potions. One will make you the luckiest person alive, and the other yes will make you yes it will make you yes a normal amount of lucky. Oh, oh, you know what? That that's actually pretty win-win for me. Uh, I guess I'll take the one on the right. All right, here you go, and good luck. <laughs> Shoot! I was, ah, supposed to disappear in that puff of smoke. Oh, well. I'll just walk into my house. The the door's right here. Anyway, good luck. Okay, here goes nothing. (sighs) All right. Now to turn around and head home. Hopefully, my return trip won't be as unlucky. Here I go! So Dave headed down the mountain, but only a few birds pecked in his head. And he only got a single snake fight, and that cave full of bats was only sort of half full of bats. And now he's back! Hello, and welcome back to Ralph's Rest Stop. Wow, you look like you've been on quite an adventure. I sure have! (laughs) It looks like some birds were pecking at your head. Only an average amount! And is that a snake bite? (laughs) Only one! Can you believe it? Have you been in a cave full of bats? Hardly! It was barely half full! (laughs) I feel like the luckiest man in the world! Honestly, that sounds like an average amount of luck at best. And with average luck, I'm ready to take on the world! But first... I don't suppose your permanently clogged bathroom is fixed? Well, it turns out, my friend, that today, 
is your lucky day. It's fixed. Wow, what incredible luck. Here I go. Oh, I should warn you, though, that the bathroom is... <laughs> full of birds. No! Boy, bad luck. He's Dave the Unlucky Man. The end. Ow! And now, Lee speaks with the author. Hello? Hey, Mia, it's Lee from Story Pirates. Hi! Mia, you wrote The Unlucky Man. <laughs> yeah. How did you come up with the idea for it? Well, I couldn't go to sleep one night, and so I thought, maybe I should write a story for the Story Pirates, and so I just thought of a story. That's a pretty good cure for not being able to go to sleep. Yeah. So your story got me thinking a lot about the nature of luck, you know, being lucky or being unlucky. How much control do we have over our own luck? Um, just a little bit, because if you're really confident, you could, like, be better and have more of a chance of being more lucky than people who think they're not going to win. Have you ever been in a situation where you felt like your luck really changed? Yeah, yeah. So I was doing a math test, and there was, like, a lot of math problems that I needed to solve. I didn't think I was going to be able to, but once I saw, like, I can do this, then... I felt better and I did more. So you changed the way you were thinking about the test and then your luck changed. Yeah. I mean, think about how powerful that is. Yeah. You just did that in your own head, right? <laughs> like it didn't have anything to do with the test itself. Yeah. I think it's so cool that you're confident and that you believe in yourself enough to change your own luck, even in a tough situation. Yeah, everyone can. Yeah. Do you have any advice for someone who's like, I don't really know how to do that? I think so. Like, if you had a, a big dream that you wanted to accomplish, but you didn't know how what to do, then you could just, like, say, I can do this, and, like, I believe in myself, rather than saying, I don't know if I can do this. I'm not so good at it. So do you think that is the issue with Dave in your story? Why is he so unlucky? Um... Because he just doesn't believe in himself. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like maybe that's what it is. Like, he's not as confident. Yeah. Honestly, if every time I wanted to use the bathroom, it was clogged, I might not believe in myself either. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a big problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes so many bad things happen to you in a row that it, I just have to laugh. Yeah. You either laugh or get really frustrated. When you're in a moment like that and you're like, okay, I can either laugh or I can get frustrated. Or if you're like Dave and bad things just keep on happening, how do you stay confident when all that's going on? Um, You could try to just laugh about it and have fun because if you get frustrated about it, then you'll get really mad at things that are so little. Yeah. A lot of the things we get frustrated at, they're not what's really important in life. Yeah, it's just good to laugh about it. Yeah. Do you laugh a lot? Yeah. What kind of things do you think are funny? Um, jokes. So what do you think about when you're like, I could really use a laugh right now? Do you have anything that you do? Yeah. I sometimes look at really funny pictures, like funny animal pictures. That's so funny. Animals are just like an unending source of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and cuteness. And cuteness. Mia, thank you so much for talking to me today. 
You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode and a huge thanks to today's authors, Monroe and Mia. Before we go, here's today's story spark. Kids, write us a story about a secret club that investigates unsolved mysteries. Tell us who's in the club, what kind of mysteries they like to solve, and what they discover when they solve them. As always, grown-ups can submit stories at storypirates.com. See you next week. Bye! The Story Pirates Podcast is a production of Gimlet Media, executive produced by Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Sam Bear, Mike Cavallon, Chad Chennai, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Jonathan Roberts, Jasmine Romero, Rachel Winitsky, and Nimini Ware. Recording, sound design, and mixing by Sam Bear at the Relic Room in New York City. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord, arranged by Brendan O'Grady and Jack Mitchell, produced by Brendan O'Grady, and featuring the beatboxing of Kayla Milady. Musical scoring by Jack Mitchell. Our head writer is Rachel Winitsky. Staff writers are Mike Cavallon and Mahala Lawrence. And contributing writers are Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, and Lee Overtree. This episode features performances by Eric Austin, Mike Cavallon, Sasha Diamond, Alex Golden, Melissa Gordon, Quinton Johnson, Alex Nader, Vanessa Magula, Julie Marciano, Peter McNerney, Jack Mitchell, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Jasmine Romero, Peter Russo, Rachel Winitsky, Ellen Winter, Harry Wood, and Nimini Ware. Blue Knight was written and produced by Ellen Winter, associate produced by Alika Piper and Brendan O'Grady, with vocal arrangements by Ellen Winter and Nimini Ware, and vocal direction by Jack Mitchell. The songs in The Unlucky Man were written by Peter McNerney and arranged and produced by Jack Mitchell. Special thanks to Samaya, Chrissy, and Kiara Curran. Oh, hey, DJ Squirmalot. Hey, Lee. What are you doing? Oh, you know, I'm making my latest DJ Party Club remix. Cool. What's a DJ Party Club remix? A DJ Party Club remix is when I take a famous song, add a repetitive beat, and remove any parts of the song that were unique and interesting so that people can mindlessly dance to it for hours. Oh, okay, got it. Um, what song are you working on right now? Well, I'm doing a DJ Party Club remix of the Birds Pecking His Head song. Wanna hear? Um, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Okay, I'll just jump up in the air, make my body completely flat, and smash that space bar. Here I go! Oh, yeah, yeah, this is what you described. This is pretty good. All right, it keeps going, doesn't it? Started picking his head. Yeah, and it doesn't change. It's just this. Okay. All right, I like it. I might do some dancing.